time for gate speed, and that means we say a big hello to Jason Bonington and Blake Redden. Hello, lads. Yeah, morning, Gareth, or uh, afternoon as it was. I think you might be underrating Arden Rooney there. I have a feeling he might have sat parked in that New Zealand I cup. thought he know he rolled to the front, mate. I was Did there, he? Yeah. Okay. No, okay. He pinged the start, and once he landed in front, he was always going to be pretty hard to beat. He was very good. He just gave all the way up he the straight. He did, didn't he? And then we never really saw the best of him after that because he broke down. I think he's a harness heroes horse now, so he's doing wonderful, wonderful things in that environment. But he was a great pace of, for Karen Manning. I think he started off his career with Mark Purdon and the All-Stars, and yep. then he had so much success with Karen. Did he win a Hunter Cup? He did. He that, did. That, that was where it all started. Yeah, he, uh, Gareth. Good, good afternoon to you. Hello, yeah, that's Jason. where it all started. He was about, uh, he was about forty to one or fifty to one. Yep. And I remember, I think it was a door me that galloped away Indeed. in that Hunter Cup. And uh, and that's when we abolished standing. To be honest, that, that, that. that was the beginning of the end of yeah. the standing starts in Victoria. But um, he then went on. He was like, a, he was an old school warrior. He was a brutal machine that could just reel off sectional after sectional under 30 seconds and we don't have many of those horses these days so he was a wonderful horse Arden Rooney I, I will remember by the end of the show he's currently doing work with somebody who does some uh, a great job in Victoria teaching the horses tricks so Arden Rooney okay. I saw him actually on um, Victoria Cup night and uh, they had him up watching the TV and he was doing a few little tricks so pretty smart pony as well Gareth things we learn this is what we do every week on gate speed number one ride high Holds off Hurricane Harley in a four- and five-year-old championship. Basically, was a sprint home. Ride High is on track for a really good campaign. And for Clayton Tonkin and Emma Stewart, of course, this horse is trained by Clayton Tonkin. And I really do hope Ride High is the horse that can elevate that stable into the next echelon regarding their stats and achievements in the open class events. <laughs> in the world of harness racing. I'm hoping Ride High is that horse that can do just that, Jason. Yeah, well, if it's not Ride High, it'd be somebody... Um, we briefly discussed this on the Stakes Day, as a matter of fact, offline, Gareth. But, uh, it, Did I, we? I, uh, I can't remember I, 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 think, I think it's only a matter of time before... <laughs> I mean, they've dominated age-restricted racing. That's where so much of the money yep. is these days. Whether that's right or wrong is uh, up for some conjecture, I suppose. But the truth is, well, I think Blake's now watching the New Zealand gut replay just to see if he can upend you here, Gareth. But, uh, yeah, there's no doubt that if it's not Ride High, it'll be somebody. But Ride High was excellent. I mean, I say horses don't run home any faster than he did 53-7 home in the four- and five-year-old championship. The truth is Hurricane Harley did run home even faster. Hurricane Harley was wonderful in the same race. So they've got multiple different horses, um, Clayton, Clayton Tonkin and Emma Stewart, that can elevate their record in, in the open class ranks. But certainly from your conversations and mine, Blake, Clayton has got a freakishly big opinion of Ride High. I mean, I think he thinks he's as good as... Definitely the best horse he's ever handled yeah. and potentially um, potentially as good as anything we've seen in the last 10 or 15 years. And he gets that opportunity over the next few months to begin to prove that, I guess. Yeah, I think the thing with the weekend is that he, he probably, you know, looked unimpressive in many ways, but I suspect it was more the fact that he went so slowly early and, and gave Hurricane Harley that chance to use his, his dazzling turn of foot. I... I think Ride High is going to be a strong horse in the open grade. He's going to be one that will just run, just carve out 27 sections and just, just all day kind of thing. So for that reason, um, you know, he didn't look overly impressive on the weekend, but I'm 
I'm, you know, more than happy to say that he's going to be a, a genuine freak, you know, superstar at that Grand Circuit level. So, uh, Hurricane Ali was really good, and um, Tim Major, Major not, not was bad. very brave yep. again, yeah. And, but, and, um, yeah. yeah. And what we're debating on Stakes Day for our listeners out there was that I still believe, and I love Emma Stewart and Clayton Tonk, and I think they've been wonderful for the sport, and they are, at the moment, the country's <laughs> best trainers. But for, for mine, to, for them to take the next step and be amongst the greats of the sport, that they need to start winning these open class events like a Hunter Cup into the Minions, Victoria Cup, Pacing Cups over in the West, Miracle Moles over there in Sydney, Blacks of Fakes in Queensland to be regarded as some of the great trainers of all time. It, this is Gate Speed and a few text messages coming through. This is from Scott from Melton. Hi, Gareth. My favourite New Zealand Cup moment. Missing the start was Terror to Love 2013 and still won. What a performance that was. My favourite New Zealand Trotting Cup was in the 2019 edition when San Carlo is too good for them and is hailed the best horse in Australasia. Hashtag. I tweeted that in just now, Gareth. That's tweeting into the show myself, it yeah, sounds like. Bonner's San Carlo <laughs> Fan Club. That's from Matty O. Well, was Matthew at uh, Mooney Valley with you, Bond? It might have been Matthew O'Brien who was at uh, who was at who was at Mooney Valley on okay. Manicato Stakes. Now, just quickly, I've had a text message of my own. Steve Cox Equine Entertainment's the ones that are working with Arden Rooney. So, shout out to Steve Cox who does a terrific okay. horse with uh, horses of all kinds, and he's got Arden Rooney, the New Zealand Cup winner from a few years ago, out in front. Things we learnt. Point number two: Magic Cool elevates himself to the top echelon at Yarra Valley. It was hard not to be um, uh, impressed by uh, Magical on last Thursday. I suppose we're going back a little bit now, but uh, it's worth looking back on that that race day of the next couple of points because Bon he his last couple of Magical. I mean, you take them in isolation, and he he looks like a, you know in that top four or five trotters we have in Victoria right now. Yeah, well, it's, it's a movable feast at the moment, isn't it? We know the Tornado Valley, probably McLovin and Tough Monarch, who are both representing Australia in New Zealand tomorrow. Uh, they'd probably be the top few. Maybe you could add maybe one or two extra in. So he'd definitely be in the, the top sort of seven or eight at the yeah. moment, you'd say, Magical. He had a handicap advantage, a significant one over Tornado Valley there. But he's a horse we've mentioned a number of times. As an early three-year-old, he looked like he was going to be a genuine megastar. He's gone through many uh, troubles and turmoil since then, but he seems to have come back, and Snooze Fenosio's uh, shown some significant patience. Of course, he used to be with Matty Craven in his early days, but he's a really good horse, Magical, and now he's put those couple of wins together. He's got a little bit of confidence. He believes he can be, you know, that horse at the top level. I think he's only going to get better from here, Gareth. The one place you'll hear every moment of the Spring Racing Carnival, RSN. Mikey, what can you tell us at Cranbourne? Dead heat. Dead one heat. and seven. Couldn't pick it. There we go. Miss and Eloise nine came in third, sorry. Paid a dollar and a dollar ten. Braemar Tatiana, the seven, four ninety and two dollars. And two hands uh, back in third at four thirty. So one, seven, nine, and six, the numbers there, but a dead heat for first in the first at Cranbourne. This is Gates Speed on RSN Central on this Monday afternoon. It's 12.15, point number three in the things we learned. Code Black continues Country Cup run. We're again going back to last Thursday, but um, again worth speaking about because he's uh, he's just doing the job at the minute, Code Black, obviously doing work last week in the Air Valley Cup and still too strong for them on the line. And I think 
you know, at this early stage, Bonnie, he does loom as that perfect horse for the encore. He can he can maybe have a break in between now and May 2 and uh, and sort of come back again for that because he's obviously got enough points in the bank now and enough wins through already his two at uh, Maryborough and then on, on last week at Yarra Valley to suggest that he'll be in the race. And the way he's going, why couldn't he win it? Well, he's, he's actually that most lovable type of horse, and I'll tell you why, because he's not going to win... In my opinion, he won't ever win a grand circuit race, but... Take him down half a notch, and he's incredibly versatile to the point where he's only a little fella, very small horse, and he needs to be in a sit-sprint position in really good races normally, but you duck him down another half notch into a race like the Yarra Valley Cup, and he can do work. So he's genuine. He's very, very fast. He's shown that they, they sprinted home in, a, in a, an exceptionally quick final half at Yarra Valley, and he just does what is required. The fact that he was able to beat uh, Tell Me Tales in the Country Cup prior to that is also uh, a big tick for Code Black. So he's a very, very, very nice horse. I, like I say, I don't think you'll ever win a genuinely huge race, but he's the most lovable kind of horse because he'll win a stack of big races. And when he's in a race there for him to win, he'll generally perform very well, Bakes. I've just had an idea, Gareth. Yes. Considering you announced the race name, the Encore, we should get RSN Sp- Central to sponsor the race. Yeah. Well, Jeepers. Why don't we? Why don't we? We'll, talk, we'll get my people to how talk to your money, people. How much money is it worth? Sixty thousand. So it's a group two. How much more money two. do you want? No, no, we'll just we'll just do a do some sort of deal for yeah, we will. sponsorship naming. Actually, there's a couple of exciting new initiatives. I think that are initiatives that RSN Central and HRV. I'm, we're just thinking of a few ideas that we might be able to, you know, bring the people in, and I'm looking forward to that. So probably over the next couple of months, we'll announce that. You're looking forward to that, Blake? Always, Gareth. Anything you do that's new and exciting, I've I'm, had a I'm couple of for. brainstorms, and I, and I think this will just rock this world. Don't worry oh, about this. I didn't get a meeting invitation to this meeting, by the way. Yeah, so uh, next, got, time we, yeah, next time, next time, next time we do it online like this, uh, if you could just send something <laughs> to my email, it'd be nice. Yeah, but your your ideas are boring, so that's why you don't get an invitation. <laughs> Come on, Gareth. Listen, mate. I've it was got going a, so well. I've got a list of text messages here from from Gareth asking for ideas. It's incredible. Okay. And, and then he and then he takes them <laughs> off as his own. It's quite ridiculous. Point five. Macca provides feel good story in the Sonatad Finch, and they tell me it was a ripper of a day at Sonatad yesterday for their cup. Yeah, and look, he is—he is like you talk about some of the best stories in the game. Bakes, Emain Mac is right up there. He got a like. I reckon as a three-year-old, he was on his way to something uh, something pretty special. Did he win a Mildura Guineas? Yeah, I think he won a Mildura Guineas, and he also beat. It might have been Rock and Roll Icon in a in a uh, in a good race at um, at Melton as well. And he looked like he was going to be a genuine like. A horse who would go on and compete in chariots of fire and these sort of things. Some people won't agree with me, but that's how I felt about him at the time. He got a significant illness. People thought he was injured, but he he almost died from a really significant illness. It took him a while to get back, and really, even now, I don't think even all this time later he's back to the E main mm-hmm. macker that he was. But he's all heart, he's all courage, and his win, even though he's completely out of petrol tickets, probably at the hundred meter mark there at Snarn, it was. Very, very good. It was. It was. Uh, it was a great win, and he sort of put the writing on the wall to start before as well. So, good to see him back to the best, uh, his best. And Gareth, you, we've got one more point. I reckon yes. we can throw into today's show. Point number five: Dance Craze does the job <laughs> under expert handling. This five's executive producer Blake Reed. Yeah, no, uh, <laughs> Dance Craze. Dance Craze was. 
I, you know, on face value, people will say, well, she just got to the stable mate, Destiny General, in the concluding stages. I thought it was a phenomenal win, like enormous. First up from a break, um, settled five poles early. Tempo was pretty insignificant. She was there to lose, basically, first up from a break. Drive won and, the race. And I wouldn't have knocked her. Great drive. Uh, might feature on In the Gig tomorrow and not all heroes wear capes. He just had to duck back to the inside. If he tried to come around them late... He probably wouldn't have got to Destiny General who danced craze, but uh, Glenn Craven, who's growing in stature, I've got to say, as a driver. I know he was put in third by uh, by Gareth out of the Craven Lee triumvirate just recently, but I'll tell you what, this was a lovely steer. Got back to the no, inside put him in and got second. the better of Destiny. Who'd you put third? Oh, you put Matty Craven yeah. in for third. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, oh, Matty really wanted that I, to be brought up again, Jason. But... <laughs> I, I, I thought it was an exceptional. Uh, I thought it was an exceptional win, to be quite honest. And I think, well, we already know how good she is. I just yep. hope at some point that Patriscal and Anton Galeno decide to campaign her overseas, but I, I reckon she deserves it. On that, because I don't get to watch as much harness racing these days as I used to, but you guys do. Who's your top five drivers in this state at the moment? Ooh, and don't let, sit on the fence because this is an opinion-based business and you're employed to have an opinion. Bakes? Uh, are we going to go one for one here or are we going to try we'll and go, roll we'll out We'll go from five? the fifth to, the, to the, the fifth best to the best. I'll throw Kate Gath in at number five. Okay. This is bigger than Mike Sheen's top 50. Oh, I don't know how you're supposed to start at five. Oh, he's made it, I'm it's just trying. This so is ridiculous. number four. You go number four, Bakes. I'll, I'll, really like, I'll let you go ahead, and then I'll go after that. Uh, number four, I'll go uh, Jason Lee. Yes, three. Three. Uh, will be Darby <laughs> McGuigan. Okay, that's a that's a one that I didn't probably expect. Two. Greg Sugars. And then the puppet has to be one. Correct. Jason, now don't sit on the fence because you want to be everybody's mate. Oh, uh, please, I'm the most... And you and you're <laughs> if, left I, if, I'm not, if I'm not a divisive human being, Gareth, I don't know who is really, mate. Right. I always speak my mind. All right, then, five, then. Number five, I will go, at the moment, probably... Yeah, I'd say probably Kate, number five. Yes. I'd say four, I would go... You know, he's he's grown in stature so rapidly. I, I, at the moment, I'm talking about not, not over the journey, but I will say the way he's driving at the moment, maybe Jimmy Herbertson. Yeah, I'll, I'll cop that. Derby, Derby third and, and the best of the, the young drivers. In fact, I'm studying again. I'm studying because Zach Phillips has got to be in the list. Well, so he's I'm going, not, obviously. No, no, no. That's Well, I, I go back. So number five can be can be Jimmy. Number four can be Derby. Three, Zach. Two, Alfred. One, Sugars at the moment. And that's okay. not... Uh, I, so you're mates with like, Greg, aren't you? No, no. But Chris Alfred, <laughs> Chris Alfred, Chris Alfred is a legend. Yeah. But He's I, only I, smashed I, every Australasian world record in the last two seasons. And honestly, and honestly, you you couldn't pick between the two. It'd be like the one on the seventh dead heading at Cranbourne. There, and there's what, nothing between. So no Kima Frenning. Honestly, this is this is where it becomes weird because on the right horse, I would want Kima above probably t- yep. uh, you know two or three of those drivers. I would want Kima driving, and right. Jason Lee in different circumstances, yeah. you'd want him driving. But it's horses for courses. Can you please can you please cut that up for us, Mikey? and put that on social media, and then we'll see if our listeners agree with Jason and Blake. Now, my favourite New Zealand Cup was Monkey King's first Cup win. Smoking Up was low flying in front, and he came from nowhere to finish over the top. That broke my heart. He deserved to win a New Zealand Cup Smoking Up, and I thought that was his day. Was out at Yarra Valley on Cup Day. What a brilliant day as always. Disappointing that the two grass track races were cancelled. Do you boys know if there are plans in the works to get something like this to happen again? 
Well, I'm not going to actually name the club, but there's a club that doesn't actually stage harness racing, and I was chatting with the uh, the club manager on Stakes Day, and I reckon we I reckon there's a big opportunity that we Werribee? can maybe get that going. Has Sounds to be like Werribee. Gareth also knows. Well, because because well, the, the only representative from a thoroughbred club I saw there was from Werribee, <laughs> and he loves his harness racing. He's a you great like, man. You, you, honestly, you 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 are you're a dark horse, Gareth, because you looked half asleep for much of the day, and yet you were sniffing around, and obviously you knew exactly what was going on. You have your head down there, head on your chest like well, I just enjoyed it, yeah. Which is actually a good link because the man that we speak of, of course, has uh, had an association with Massini, but yeah, look, <laughs> might be aware of it. Now, Mark Purden's not far away, is he? I, I think we'll be catching up with Mark, hopefully, and Matty Navitt's just about to give him a call. But we'll have a look at the, the New Zealand Cup markets there on such a wonderful day at Addington. If you've never been to a New Zealand Cup, even if, if you don't, if harness racing's not your number one sport, it's a wonderful event. The southern part of New Zealand get right behind it. It's a terrific week, in fact, because they had the 1,000 guineas there at Rickerton on Saturday. They have the Greyhound New Zealand Cup on the Wednesday, New Zealand Trotting Cup on the Tuesday, free-for-all show day on the Friday, and then if you've got enough petrol tickets left, you turn up to Rickerton again for the New Zealand Gallops Cup. San Carlo continues to drift at $8. Now, he's a lot longer over there in New Zealand. The favourite, 215, spank him. The fixer at 217. Cruz Bromax had support. If he doesn't lead, he can't win for mine. What's he at $7.50, Jason? And then that basically wraps it up. Chase Auckland's at a big price at $17. What are you thinking here, Jace? Yeah, well, I mean, the, the, the evidence would tell you that Spankham's going to be the hardest to beat. The only thing I will say about Spankham is that he's not... He's not one of these horses yeah. that can race in any position, and if he had to do work, he's not one of these brutal enforcers that can cop any sort of labour in transit and still win the race. Having said that, he's only been beaten twice in his New Zealand Cup preparation. Yeah. He won the trial. He's the one to beat, but I, I'm 100%, well, as close to 100% confident as you can be. We know I've got, um, my hair's only just growing back from some of these yeah. declarations. If San Carlo's in front, they won't beat him. Okay. Now, whether he's going to be in front, that's... That's up for great conjecture. He's a novice from the standing start. He's never had to go under race conditions. We believe he'll step safely based on the work that he's done at home for Steve O'Donoghue and Beck Bartley. And if he does lead, yep. they won't beat him. Cruz Bromack would be my would be my third pick in the race. The fix is going along nicely, but I think the Cruz Bromack, if he got a few favours, I reckon if he hadn't stumbled yes. in the New Zealand Cup last year, he would have gone very close to winning. Uh, Chase Auckland's one of your baby's yes. bakes. I, I'd say... You come back to me here, Jace, please. Sorry, Gareth. Sorry, Gareth. <laughs> hang on. Oh, hang on. Hang on. I'm going to say, Gareth, this entire show is just a sting now. You might as well call it RSNB Central or something like that. <laughs> we've only, had, we've only had one away, sting. Well, when you have the podcast, no one wants to hear about the Cranbourne Greyhounds, do they? So that's why we have it now. I've just said it. You Expect idiot. to hear from the Cranbourne Greyhounds now. Well, no, I like the Cranbourne. Everyone deserves their own little, you know what, <laughs> nice and clean little space. Anyway, so your tips once again. Uh, uh, San Carlo and uh, over Spankham. But you've got a... Like you've got a job there, you can't really always think with your heart. By the by, by the way, by, by the way, I'm not. Nobody's employing me to give tips on the New Zealand Cup. I believe that he, that San Carlo, if he steps, he'll win. We can't know anything more than we're told from what's going on at home, in terms of he, how he's going at home, in terms of his practice for standing starts, and so. I think he'll be the hardest to beat. If Spankham gets a bunch of, if Spankham gets sort of any favours, and San Carlo's not in front, then Spankham's the one yep. to beat. I'd be shocked if anything else won. To be honest. What about you, Blake? Uh, I'm Gareth. I know I've gone on about Chase Auckland a bit, but sixteen dollars, Blake. Seventeen dollars. I think halfway down the straight, that's going to look absolutely silly. Now, can he can he win the race? I'm not sure, but the three dollars twenty a place You'll is outstanding. Need, do you know what you need, mate? You need San Carlo to lead. 
I don't... Yeah, because if he leads, then you've got the fixer and the spanker all turning up and having a look at him. And then Chase Auckland just... Who's driving Chase Auckland? I believe it's Tim Williams. I want, oh, him, I want him up in the breeze no matter what. Oh, I do you really? I thing. thought he's a more... He's a quick horse. No, no, he's he's strong over two miles. He'll be the strongest. I think that was uh, that's pr- probably Chase Auckland back in the day as he was coming through the grades, Gareth. But he sort of turned. Okay. He's, he's a lot more dour these days. There you go. Our uncle Sam's at thirty-four dollars. The horse from Bathurst. Is he any chance? It's hard to see him turning no. it around on his last couple, unfortunately. Now my people are talking to some people over there. I'm thinking that RSN Central, and we might take a few people with us as well. Might be on the road for the Auckland Inter Dominion. We might do the show live, Mikey. I think I can get you a gig. Can you? Yeah, Friday morning from Auckland. That would be great. Probably in their number one shopping centre, I think. I think we made the charts with RSN Central Podcast in New Zealand the other day as well. So we'll be heading to, hopefully, because we'll have San Carlo there, Jason. We'll have Bling It On. We'll have... um, My Kiwi Mate. My Kiwi Mates for Craig Demler. We'll have our Uncle Sam there. Who else will we have? Tough Monarch might still be around. Hey, Colt 31. Uh, Colt 31 has got to be a small question mark. You might know more than me, Gareth, in terms of your relationship with uh, with uh, Kevin Seymour, but Colt 31, after galloping in the four- and five-year-old championship, you just wonder there might be a one or two question marks. And all these horses have got to get through this time first, but it does look like a situation where Australia is going to have a very significant uh, representation. So yeah. I'll already be over there, Gareth, so you can avail your, yourself of my services whenever you so require. Yeah, okay then. I don't know if Mick Guerin's on the show, no one else will get a word in. So I don't know if you'll get a gig. Mick, 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 actually said, Mick actually said they're doing the Sky Racing Active, which is wonderful for New Zealand Cup Day tomorrow. And Mick said, I'll, I'll, I'll speak a little bit slower then. And I thought to myself, if you speak any slower, Mick, it's gonna, he's, he's very measured and eloquent yeah. in the way that he goes about it. So don't need to so go any slower. So you're not going to Christchurch? Didn't get the gig? Nah, well, I, I, yeah, there was another reason I couldn't go to Christchurch, but we won't talk about that on air. Okay. Okay. Um, Oh, now I want to know. Yeah, well, why? Let's let's finish this sounds, show up. Sounds so like a train by Kevin Bruff. Now I want to know. Yeah, right. Hey, I'm um, Jason. <laughs> so, is where's in the gig? Is it live from Christchurch tomorrow? No, we're doing it in the studio, mate. But oh, okay. we, 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 well, we're going to. Uh, I think you are, mate. I just, <laughs> this is one of those situations again. Uh, we, we'll be crossing to Cassie Fahey from Sky and also oh, okay, Adam Hamilton, who are going to be on deck. So we'll bring you all the, uh, all the colour and action from Addington tomorrow. As always, thank you, Jason, and thank you, Blake. Do you have a best bet coming up for us? Uh, race three, number four today, Bacardi Woodall just win. At Cobram. Uh, what price is that? About $2.50 still. All right, then we'll get on. My best bet is you won't remember one of our conversations from Stakes Day, and then you'll remember it about ten seconds later, Gareth. That's my uh, that's my best bet for the pro, and that you will be on in the gig tomorrow. That's my right other best then. bet. So we'll, <laughs> we will cut up their top five drivers and put that on our social media. Looking forward to that. We'll see if the punters agree or disagree, and then we'll come back.